Welcome to Constructive Curiosity, a podcast that promotes personal growth, authenticity, and helping others through inspirational messages, techniques for success, and interviews with extraordinary people. Follow and subscribe on YouTube and Instagram at Constructive Curiosity or listen on your preferred podcast platform. The journey begins now. If you cancel one more time, I was about to end 20 years of friendship. <laughs> no, I you're, my, you. you're my second longest standing friend. I can't catch you all. <laughs> yeah. No, this has been really fun. And, you know, like uh, in other podcasts and stuff, I've talked about mostly just like my career and not really the, you know, the struggles behind where I got to and that kind of thing. Like, obviously I've mentioned before that, you know, like went to school for animation and then realized I was bad at animation. Like the, the story gets old, you know, like <laughs> I'm tired of telling it, <laughs> but you know, it like, it's, but you know, hearing or being able to talk about the, the struggles of, you know, my time in LA and uh, you know, having to make a career decision when I was like, I don't actually know what the hell I want to do. I just know I want to do art. You're like, yeah, great. Uh, cool. What are you going to do with that? I don't know. <laughs> Even now I'm like, I, you know, I really like compositing, but there might be other things out there where I'm like, Oh, that looks fun. Like I'm learning about unreal, which is a game program that they're using a lot more for virtual production and i'm loving it so far so you know i i might be doing that in the coming years i have no idea um but i know that you know my my career path has always been art and i think that that's always something that's gonna stay true <laughs> it's a broad category and allows you to adapt so that, that yeah i've never been able to understand you know when you're, especially in your early 20s or something like yeah, I could do this for X amount of years yeah. until you realize how long X amount of years is. And you're like, I, 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 that's fun. I don't think I, yeah, you could say I was in the army for 10 years. Yeah, sure. But that's not one job. I've yeah. never held one single job for longer than 18 months in my entire yeah. adult life for various reasons, you know, but it's just one of those where like, it gets stale. And once you've gotten so used to that, you're like, okay, now yeah. I want to do something else. Now I want to do something else. And you know, yeah. just, who knows what they want to be when they grow up. So at least you have a broad category. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's uh, part of our personalities too, is that we, if we're bored, we're like, let's change this up. Like, let's do something else. Uh, but some people just get so stuck in that I've been doing it for this long and they're like, it's going to be hard to leave or, you know, I'm going to lose money by changing jobs or whatever. But like, are you really living? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> there's a difference. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, that's that I've always been that kind of person that like I need, I need a lot of things to keep me going. And if, if I don't have that, then I'm like, it's on to the next thing. Like it's, you know, and it's funny because I've had people describe me as squirrely <laughs> because I, I can't sit still. Um, but 
yeah like and i like i've used it as like uh, yes i'm squirrely like it's not a bad thing to me <laughs> like i need stuff to do so you know when i'm on a job and they're like oh we don't have anything for you to do yet i'm like well you better find something <laughs> like, a, i don't i don't have time to do nothing <laughs> it was not an overly popular movie so i don't even know if you've seen that's how many accepted did you ever see that movie when it came yeah. out i can't remember but the guy who has like the really short attention span, he like sits down to do the yoga and he's like, that was great. That's <laughs> I was yeah, I can't just sit there and like, nope, gotta do something. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been like that. And I think that like I think that's kind of fun, like <laughs> to be honest. You're like, I, I you know, I need something that's always gonna be, you know, motivating me for getting to the next step, like, you know. Uh, for the longest time, I had the goal of getting here to Weta. I'm like, okay, I'm here. I'm in New Zealand. I'm at Weta. What's next? <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, you hit the goal, you've achieved it, and then now you set another one. You know, and you just you know keep going. And I'll probably do that up to retirement. I might even do it in retirement, to be honest. Like, I feel like I can sit still. <laughs> I mean, so one of my favorite bosses that I work for, he's a, I hate to even call him a boss, he's my friend, you know, we still stay in contact. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yep, I'm retiring. I'm going to start being a sailing instructor. I was like, okay. Yeah. Right. I, I don't see, I don't ever see myself fully retiring. I'm not going to just go golfing and fishing every day. Like, I got to have something to do. Yeah. 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 And I like, for me, uh, like, something that I like to do kind of on the side is design shoes, like not design as in like, just draw them, but do draw and do markers and paint and that kind of stuff on shoes. Um, and that's always something kind of like, liked to do, even though I hate myself when I'm doing them, like, God, why did I do this? Uh, but I feel like that that's going to be something I wind up doing in retirement is just like, okay, I can still do art and I can do this like wherever I want, whenever I want. Um, so I feel like that's going to be one of the things I wind up doing in retirement. <laughs> so I'm going to open up the floor to you for any kind of closing comments or anything. Um, I think something that I always kind of say to people is that if you have questions to ask them, like a lot of people are afraid to ask questions because they're afraid, oh, this might be a stupid question or this might be, this might not come off the right way or whatever. But if you have questions, just ask them, you know, you'd be surprised how many people actually want to help you. Um, but they don't know unless you tell them. Uh, and the other thing is to not assume that people are mind readers. You know, if you feel a certain way about something, or, you know, like you need to tell people because nobody knows what you're going through and nobody knows what's going on in your head except you. Uh, and even sometimes you don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think like, you know, being being vulnerable is part of that whole being able to ask questions. Um, you know, you, you have people that are afraid 
or they have the, you know, like introverted personalities to where they don't want to, you know, they don't want to exert energy uh, trying to, you know, appease other people and that kind of thing. And they, you know, they don't want to be around about a lot of people. And they, that's completely fine. Like, you don't have to do anything. Uh, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. Um, but it's, you know, if you want people to understand what you're thinking or how you're feeling, then you're going to have to find a way to voice it, no matter like how that that actually is. Um, I know for me, like if I'm in a, a like a, a like a conflict, um, whether that's you know at work or uh, at home, you know you you have this like for me, I I have this like um, reaction where uh, like my, my eyes will start to water and I'm like I'm gonna cry. It's not because I'm sad. It's because like I have so much rage. Um, so, you know. <laughs> um, but you know you have to be able to to look inward and go, okay, like, is like, how can I say that this is how I'm feeling about the situation? Because everybody's interpretation of what's going on is going to be different than what you, you think, because the, that's just how people are, you know, they can't read your mind, but they might have been in this situation before, or they might, you know, think that everybody is the same in this way, but being able to, um, voice what how you're feeling and and what you want um is is going to go a long way and you'll be much happier for it even even if it's like you know you're like oh i have to do this ugly cry to get through this then do the ugly cry you know like whatever it's fine <laughs> like you'll get over it they'll get over it but at least you've gotten you know it off your chest and you're not holding it in uh, because, you know, it's, it's more damaging for yourself to just keep it inside and not, you know, share that with somebody, you know, share it with your dog, you know, <laughs> they're not going to tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. No, that, that is awesome advice and great closing thoughts. And this is, this has been so much fun. And it's honestly, it's a new record. <laughs> nice. Along your podcast thus far, but what do you expect when you're talking with an old friend you haven't caught up with in a while? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, and I really enjoyed it. So thank you so much for having me. So let's pivot off that a little bit. Let's say a leisure trip. Where do you want to go for like a vacation? Ooh. So I do have one planned. Um, my my brother-in-law, who is a tremendous golfer um, and very into it, he was lucky enough to get tickets to the Ryder Cup. So we're going to go to the Ryder Cup in Rome um, in September, which is going to be pretty awesome. The schedule worked out really well. We um We have a home game against the Eagles and then I leave the next day. And then the week after that's our bye week, um, which is, which is cool. So it worked out for me personally um, to go. So that's my next trip is Rome. Um, but uh, that's funny you asked that. Cause just coming back from our honeymoon, we, we talked about like some bucket list places we wanted to go and my wife's been all over the place, but um, 
we've thrown out the idea of Japan. We think Japan would be a pretty cool trip. So that would be something that um, would be a big trip to do. Um, a little more leisurely. I've always wanted to do like an Alaskan cruise. I thought that would be cool. Something like that. But there's still some, you know, places I haven't, I've never seen the, um, a lot of places in like Arizona and I've never, you know, I've seen California a little bit. Um, you know, there's a lot of things within the States that we'd like to do too. Well, Japan lived there for a year and a half. It's awesome. You would love the baseball. It is a different experience than you can find in America. I mean, the closest thing I'd say is World Cup soccer. Like Japanese cool. baseball, World Cup soccer, because the stadiums are electric. Yeah, so if you go to Japan, just let me know. I'll give you some advice. Yeah, absolutely. Stuff. No, that that would be awesome, because neither one of us has been, so we'd, we would love to chat with someone that's that's been there. That'd be cool. Yeah, absolutely awesome place. So last question for you here, and this is what yep. I usually turn to all the guests. And so, you know, there's different – ages that are pivotal points in your life but the one i'm going to hone in on here is 14. so you're going to be leaving middle school going into high school if you could go back and talk to your 14 year old self what would you say um i would tell myself that the world is way bigger than high school and um, a lot of things that i used to stress about in high school whether it be just like i don't know losing a baseball game or maybe i wasn't in like there were other friends i wanted to hang out with and meet and stuff you know i think i would I would love to just tell my little high school freshman self. And that's funny because I remember the exact outfit I wore walking in my first day of high school because I wanted to be like trendy and cool. And I wanted like the older kids to like me and didn't want to get picked on. And I remember the same thing I was wearing. And I was so nervous, probably one of the most nervous I've ever been in my life because um, the elementary and middle school I went to were connected. They were in the same, basically the same lot of land. And um, this was 10 minutes away, but, oh man, it felt like we were driving across the country and it was just such a new world. And you get other middle schools that come in to combine to make your high school class. And just the pressure of wanting to be like so much, like I would just tell myself that none of that matters, like just to, um, just to kind of relax and just enjoy the moment as it is, um, would have been really cool and, and not get up, get caught up in things that don't matter. But you know, it's hard when you're in high school, that's, that's what, that's your life at that point. That's what matters the most. And everything within those walls is like, you feel like it's going to make or break your, make or break your, your career or your life. And um, it doesn't. So I, I would probably just tell myself to relax a little more, enjoy the moment and, um, you know, just take everything in stride and things will work that's out. That's great advice. And so I'm trying to do my oldest daughter's 10. So we're trying to tell her that kind of stuff. You know, like, it's going to be fine. This isn't your entire life forever. It's just a very short amount of time. And yeah. Happened. But uh, it's funny, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, oh, my parents just don't understand. I'm pretty sure that's where she's at at this point. Like, oh, man, gosh, I'm prepared now. Yeah. They just don't get it. Like, I remember I used to, my mom used to pack my lunch, and I remember I would get mad if it was like a sandwich I didn't want. And now I'm like, what kind of child were you? I mean, they're, God bless them. I mean, they, they probably put up with a lot of stuff from me, but, um, but yeah, it's, it's amazing. Uh, you just, you have such a different perspective throughout your life. That's a great question. So any closing comments you want to make? No, thanks for having me. This is, this is the first podcast I've done. Um, it's pretty awesome. It's, it's good to see you and catch up a little bit. Um, you know, I, I'd like to chat with you a little more outside of a podcast setting to see how things are going or more about your kids and, and your family life there. And, um, 
And no, I, I appreciate you having me. Hopefully, hopefully I um I wasn't your worst guest and that you uh, and that you enjoyed chatting. So I appreciate it. Uh, luckily, like you said, you've never had any awkward situations. I've never had a bad guest. Cool. That's good to know. Excellent. <laughs> And yeah, when you're just miserable waking up every single day, find a different path. Yeah. I mean, I will amplify what you're saying and add that, you know, as my, my great, I had a therapist who I quote all the time. She's just so good. I loved my therapist. And um, she worked with me for a long time on some of these millennial mindset things. And one of them was, hey, it's okay to change your mind. And you know, I tell myself that all the time, yeah. like it's, it's okay to have said yes to something and then realize it's not for me and to change my mind and do something different. And I, I don't think we were brought up with that value. Actually, no, we, we were taught that, well, you committed now you're in. So you bet you made a promise. You made a promise. You were going to be a doctor who, you know, was in private practice for the rest of your life or, you know, yeah. take anything. And, and I think for me, at least it's been this journey really opened up when I realized it's okay for me to say no. And if it's not a resounding yes, it's a no. And I, it's important to have those boundaries and to identify like what makes me happy. And especially in, in the world of social media too, like I was really addicted to that outward validation. It, it almost wasn't real to me if I didn't get, you know, especially in academia is the worst about this, right? Like lots of accolades and praise and national and international, you know, recognition for the work that I do. And, and I, the thing that happened, it was never enough, you know, it was always moving the goalposts. Okay. Now, now I gave an international talk. Now what, you know, now, now what award am I going to try to win? Now I'm going to try to get promoted. And there was just always another rung on the ladder and it just never quite, it was a quick dopamine hit and then it went away. Yeah. And what I realized with my therapist too, is that, um, I was doing it for that external validation for other people to tell me that I was doing a great job because I checked all these boxes and did it all in that order. And I really needed to kind of quiet and, and listen to myself and actually practice not putting it out there. If I did something good, trying really hard to enjoy it for me and not even tell anybody, which was really hard. Don't tell anybody that you took a good picture. Don't put it on Instagram, you know, like just enjoy it for you because you like it. Well, and part of this too, for me is, um, I agree, like, you know, it's okay to change your mind. And, and, you know, we teach our kids that the other thing that we're trying to teach them is grit. Mm -hmm. And like, these are two ideas that can be kind of diametrically opposed a little bit, but I think the way that we do it is, you know, like the seven-year-old, uh, one that, you know, we did this time last year, we were doing soccer and she would go and to practice and play with the daisy, the dandelions in the flat, uh, field, right? She wouldn't actually practice. And so yeah, I had to take her aside, just talk to her like, hey, it's okay if you don't want to do soccer anymore, like, or, you know, after this season, but you know, we were three games in, you know, we are kind of committed to it for the season. So we need to see through what we've committed to. And then if you don't want to do it anymore, we don't have to do it anymore. Like, Yeah, it's a balance. And having kids, I'm sure, you know, trying to teach that encourage them to expand their boundaries i mean this is an adult problem too right encourage people to be like why don't you know we we worry so much the fear is so much harder than the actual doing of the thing taking the leap of faith and trying something like you know limiting performance beliefs that's the phrase i was thinking of you know we 
oftentimes kids and adults will think of, well, I can't do this because of X. And um, I went to this leadership conference one time where she actually had us all identify, you know, our limiting performance belief that held us back in our careers. And she actually made us go through this exercise of like a shopping bag. And she's like, you bought that idea. You're going to return it. And we went through the act of like saying, you know what? Um, I don't have to do everything or, you know, the whole world will fall apart. So I'm giving back that idea and, you know, I, I'm not accepting that anymore. Um, and so, you know, I think all of these, these things interplay, we try to teach them to the kids. And when it comes to soccer or, you know, our eight-year-old yesterday who said he can't ride a skateboard because he's scared because it has no walls, but he's willing to drive a car, <laughs> so, you know, trying like, to one of these is significantly less safe for an eight-year-old. <laughs> um, it's a balance of like, yes, you, um, we want you to try new things. And, you know, like, what is behind that fear? Why are you saying that it's, what are you scared of? And, and is, is that valid? You know, I mean, of course it's valid for him. Who are we to tell him what he's feeling? But um, the grit piece does bring in another layer of like some sort of accountability, I think is, is maybe what we're trying to teach. Like it's okay to change your mind. And, you know, there should be some sense of accountability for things that you do commit to. And how do you know if you didn't actually try it all the way, if you showed up to the party that you were nervous to go to and you came in, you're like, Nope, I, I came and I left. I didn't even try, you I know, from the street. <laughs> <laughs> so we're winding down here. So I got a final closing question for you all. And I've never had two guests on here. So this will be interesting to see. Oh. I get two different perspectives at the same time. So if you could go back in time, and this is, I picked this time period because, you know, it's a very pivotal point in most people's lives. You're going from middle school to high school. If you could talk to your 14-year-old self, what would you say? You want to go first? Or you... mm -mm. Okay. Definitely about that. I'll go first. 14-year-old um, self. Gosh, I, I was talking to my 14-year-old yesterday about this, and I, I'm like, I cringe to think about how I acted when I was that age, and I try to deny that... I, they have a phrase for this. I don't know if you've heard it. Pick me girls. I had to ask my kids what that meant, but it, it alludes to kind of this fake personality of like, you're trying to fit. We called it fishing for compliments. And I don't want to say I did that, but I might have done that back when I was that age. But you know, you're so insecure going into high school. And I, I worried about feeling accepted so much. And, you know, I think if I could go back and say one thing, it'd be you'll find your people are out there, you know, maybe they're not in this one setting. Um, but some of the most rewarding experiences for me have been seeking out. And it's for me, it's been conferences, like trying out this new breastfeeding conference, or, you know, I went to the hospitalist conference and both of those experiences, it was the same thing for me. I was like, oh, my people, like there are other people like me who, who like the same things and value, value life outside of work and love breastfeeding. And, you know, like, I'm not a weirdo. I'm not weird for liking what I like. I am who I am and I shouldn't, uh, no shoulds or shouldn'ts, but I don't need to change who I am to fit into some mold. You know, I went to a very preppy Catholic high school where, you know, we had the all the sock trends, like we, we, you know, you'd all try to dress the same and have the same hair and everything. And Despite having uniforms. Oh, we, we worked <laughs> on those. We had trends within the uniforms, but I was so caught up in not looking different, you know, and hello, I'm Asian, you know, growing up in Alabama, I looked different, <laughs> but I was trying so hard to blend in. And I think just you are okay. And you're, you're great just the way you are. And the the differences are what make us human and special and amazing. And, and learning to embrace that early on, I think would have been awesome. It's hard to do, but you know. 
Okay. So in terms of going from middle school to high school, I think in my mind, where I go is my advice to myself would be the world is bigger than your experiences in your middle school and high school. Um, I try to think back of how those may have defined me as a person nowadays. And I feel like the impact is fairly minimal. It's all of my experiences in college, travel, partners, friends that I've made along the way that have really shaped me into more of who I am today than those experiences. And so I know when you're living in it, it's what's the analogy? You can't see the forest through the trees. Um, it's they live in you live in a bubble, right? Like our kids are living in a bubble. This is their world. This is everything. But there's other middle schools and high schools. There's other elementary schools. There's and everybody's experience is different. And when you got in the world, that's really where you create your your life and your life experiences. And so I think that's kind of my advice to myself is just try not to get too hung up in these this life or what people think here, because I mean, the world is so much bigger than what you're experiencing. And to that point, that's why we kind of are trying to bleed our, our love of travel into our kids. And, you know, we're taking them on a trip and our winter break that's somewhere international that they've never been before. So we're like, we want to open their eyes a little bit to something different. Yeah. I mean, I think we're both still so mesmerized when we go to other countries and I always am fascinated. I'm like, wow, these people live here and this is their house. And I wonder where I would live and where would I work and where would my kids go to school? And I, I think that's so important to shaping your worldview and, and your experiences and also not, not to minimize what your middle school self is yeah. experiencing, but to get a little perspective from it and realize that, you know, they, it's a tiny little speck in a huge, big world. And if you just broaden your horizons a little bit, yeah. you know, I think my first international trip I paid for myself and it was, I was in France, but I found myself wandering around and you could walk down the street and people would have their doors open. You could see another house. And I'm like, and to your point about like people live there, like that's their house. Like I didn't go in and wander around and like mm. open drawers, but I'm like, <laughs> you get insight into like what's going on and how people live. And it's vastly different than your experience. And I, I found that just, fascinating no those are both fantastic points and you know something that i told my kids you know the first 18 years of your life feels like it takes a really long time mm -hmm. the next portion does not seem like it takes long at all yeah <laughs> you're gonna be our age really fast exactly <laughs> do you even remember your 20s no, mm. not really. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah it's always cracks me up when you watch tv shows and stuff like oh your 20s are such a huge time my 20s were a blur yeah. oh my gosh I felt like I woke up and I was 30 and I, I was gonna say, I don't feel like you're really an adult until you're like 30 or almost 30. So like, yeah, it just kind of, probably like the biggest blur. Yeah. You're, you're a teenager, but you have, are able to buy alcohol now. Like, yeah. <laughs> that whole decade is, is really kind of and at some point where it's a car. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us what we can do to support Libby or tell people where they can follow you. Yeah. I mean that the first place to follow our journey would be on our website, Libby.com, L-Y-B-B-I-E.com. Um, if you want to follow my professional journey, which is, you know, kind of going in parallel with Libby, you can just go to AndreaBraden.com, A-N-D-R-E-A-B-R-A-D-E-N.com. Um, and then, you know, finding us, I, I guess that's the most, yeah. we, we have an Instagram our, page. Yeah, but our social media isn't uh, we need to hire not very strong at the moment, but the next generation person to do our social media, yeah. not a not millennial to do our social media. <laughs> but if you go to those websites, there they're there. There will be the social media link to one day worthwhile. I think we all jumped off the train on Facebook. And we're like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. Then Instagram and Twitter is just like, uh, 
I can't. I cannot do yeah, Twitter. I I don't know. I'm, I'm on anymore. I'm on Instagram, but like that's. I'm on Facebook. But I use it to post pictures of travel that you know friends and family can see. But now, now TikTok is where people get a lot of their knowledge, especially young moms. And uh, yeah, I find it so intimidating. Talk about video editing. That one is. <laughs> I I don't know. <laughs> that's a platform I am not on, and I don't have any desire <laughs> to be on it. It's just too much. I think I downloaded it, and that's as far as I got. <laughs> I'm on it, but I neglected. I was going to use your login to look at it. Like yeah, go, go ahead. I'm not using it. <laughs> right, so any closing thoughts, anything else you'd like to share? No, I mean, this has been so wonderful. Thank you for the opportunity to to just let us talk this out. This is kind of what we let do us, every day. Let us ramble. Let us ramble. We go on walks every day, and we <laughs> this is the stuff we talk about every day. So it's great. We, yeah. we love sharing these ideas and, and also bouncing them off of you. It's I feel like it's always, you know, there's always stuff to learn from talking to other people about their view on life experiences. So thanks for the opportunity. I can see the sweet sun pouring down in the strawberries. So my final big question for, and this is what I like to give everybody, and I love having two guests on at the same time. Because you both get to, you know, get to their perspective. So who's going to go first? That's the question. You can go first. Okay. <laughs> Throwing her right to the wolves. I like it. Okay. So, you know, there's typical points in everybody's life, but I try to hone in on one that's very universal. And that's about 14 years old. You're going out of middle school or junior high school into high school. If you could go back and have, you know, a very short conversation with yourself, what would you say? I'll take this one first while she thinks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> enjoy the ride. You're going to hurt, but it's going to be worth it in the end. That That's plain and simple because I wouldn't, we were talking about this just the other day in the car mm -hmm. ride. I would do everything all over again to end up right where I'm at. I would, I would endure everything all over again, knowing what I know just to end up right where I'm at. Yeah. I, I, I I'm serious. Like it, awesome. we've all, everybody's been through stuff, been through heartache, been through loss, been through happiness, been through joy, been through it all, had all the emotional roller coasters along the way. And I would just look at myself, put my hand on my, my shoulder and say, it'll be okay. It's going to be a fun ride. That's awesome. I mean, now you got to follow that, Beth. <laughs> well, I'm telling you. <laughs> So I guess it's a little different for me because I've known since a very young age that I wanted to be a chef. I've always been passionate about food. Um, I did culinary arts programs in high school and um, went to two different schools, actually. I went to competitions and went to culinary school. I mean, I've always been around food and I've always known that that's where I was going to be. So I guess my advice would be just to trust the process. Um, it was all God's plan to put me where I'm at right here. Um, had I not gone to culinary school and had I not decided um, that food was so important. Mm -hmm. And I used to always tell people, they're like, why, why do you want to be a chef? And I said, because everybody has to eat. And now it's, why do you want to be a homesteader? And it's because everybody has to eat. So my answer has remained the same. Everybody still has to yeah. eat. It's the quality of food that you're eating. So even as a chef working, you know, at Commander's Palace, for example, where I was at years ago, I thought I was a big wig. <laughs> I was working for one of the best restaurants in New Orleans and, you know, there was a wait list to even apply back then. Um, 
and everybody had to eat and people were choosing to eat the best food they could. And now here I sit 10, 12 years later. And I think the food that we're serving at our dinner table might be better than the food you're getting at most fine dining restaurants because of the love and the amount of time we've poured into it. Yep. So 14 year old me, trust the process because it's going to land you right where you need to be. Those are both fantastic perspectives. I love both of those. And it's good advice, you know, trying to think back and you're not always the same person. And you're definitely, most of us aren't. So that's just awesome, you know, the advice that you give. That's great. And I mean, what other, we're kind of coming near the end here. So what kind of comments do you want to bring up here? You know, I just want to thank you for having us on here. I mean, it's been a godsend to even, you know, just be able to just share be able this, to share this information you know? like i i don't know i might have but we've known each other for a long time but we hadn't connected in forever and it, i mean god works in mysterious ways and we heard the other day at church you know um someone was talking about an experience they were going through and god is this it and he says i hear heard him say i'm not done yet yeah and i looked at beth and i said that's that's where we need to be you know, we need to trust in God because he's saying, I'm not done yet. So why are you, you know? Um, and I mean, I guess my biggest advice to people is get off of Pinterest, get off of Instagram, <laughs> unless it's our account. I'm just kidding. Um, but find someone local to hang out with and see if this is really something you want to do. I mean, even people in apartments, you know, there are plenty of things that you can do, even if it's making your own bread. Homesteading is not about, you know, grinding your own wheat. <laughs> I mean, by all means, if you want to, but you don't have to just to um, be more sustainable within your community. Go to the local farmers markets, support your homesteaders, support your local farmers. Uh, because at the end of the day, I think they're more important now than they were 150 years ago. Yeah. And I, I would also say we've been talking to the people that aren't homesteaders or farmers. Yeah. And I want to say something to the farmers and homesteaders. Open up your doors. Let them in. Let them in. Show them what's going on. If if you think it would be embarrassing, I trust, I, I promise you, it's not. Someone's going to benefit from it. Put your yeah. Putting yourself on the spotlight is nerve wracking. Because people will judge you, but you're going to inspire somebody. And that one person might need inspiring at that moment in time. And that's huge. You know, you got it. You got to inspire just one person to feel better. That's worth it all. Yeah. Inspiring one person. I mean, if, if this podcast hits one per, if you tell me that one person commented that they're changing their whole life because of this and they feel empowered. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished even if you only had one person. I would, I would feel accomplished yeah. by that one person because they needed it. That's awesome. And so going back to that kind of route, where can everybody follow you? So you can follow us at Instagram, hockney.homestead. Yeah. On Facebook, it's Hockney Homestead and Hockney Homestead Bakery. And um, I'm Simon Hockney. You can follow me. Um, and this is Beth Hockney Armstrong. Um, you can follow her as well on Facebook. Um, we we both post very different things from time to time. She posts a lot more than I do because I'm not very social media ish. Um, I need to be because I, well, every time I build something, she's like, why didn't you take more pictures? And I'm like, I was busy doing the job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
And we do have a ticky talky, but uh, I forget about the TikTok. It very well yet. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Talky homestead as well. <laughs> um, but you know, we might not even be on there next week. We'll see. <laughs> and that that's one I've not embraced, and you know, you could call me old fashioned or whatever. It's just it's it's too much. I, I barely like Instagram. I have to navigate that. And on my other group that I work with, I actually have a guy that that's what he does. He enjoys it. Like, Great, because I'm not all about <laughs> Facebook's <laughs> like where I jumped on and jumped off. There's, um, you know, the Instagram. It's just how it goes. There's a lot, uh, a lot of my people on Instagram are part of a younger, you know, a generation before, you know, after us. And, uh, but those are the main two platforms we're on. Okay, well, that is awesome. This is, it's, it's absolutely been my pleasure to have you two on here. So thank you for joining me on this one. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Constructive Curiosity. Constructive Curiosity is presented by SFC Consulting. For all your career coaching, mental performance enhancement, and business management consulting needs, SFC has the insight to get it right. Visit sfcconsultingservices.com for more information.